Welcome back to the Couch Commentators Podcast, the fastest growing podcast in the nation and some may say the world. Today I have Dan, James and Lucas for back-to-back weeks. How mm. good boys. I'm excited to be in another podcast. And uh, Dan, mate, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Had a good uh, eventful weekend. Yeah, yeah. Played some golf yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your partner has a lot to say about that as well. And uh, I'll ask him right now. James, how are you going? <laughs> yeah, look, it was a game of golf. Yeah. And like, golf won. I, me and Dan definitely didn't win the day. Golf won the day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lucas, mate, how about you? Well, look, ultimately, as you bloke said, Golf on the day, but mm. was it not a day for golf? It was. It was an absolute, quite a good day. It was a day. But uh, back to what Brandon said, um, look, two weeks in a row, uh, I'm out of here next week, boys, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it usually goes. That's that re- seems about right, yeah. Reoccurring factor. <laughs> It'll be either me or you. Yeah. <laughs> the only two constants is the leeches. <laughs> it's hard to call in sick and just hide down the, down the hallway. <laughs> you know, as Thanos says, you guys are inevitable. Yes, yes. It's very true, very true. I've actually um, got a work trip coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I ever got to miss Oztag or podcast, so... Ooh. Decisions, decisions. Well, in saying the the golf trip, uh, the golf trip, the golf match we all played. Shout out to Philo and Joel. Their outfit was uh, on oh, point. Yeah. They won the day. Matching shirts, matching socks. Did you get any photos of them? I didn't. Oh, but uh, yeah, look, Dan and James, I reckon close second. They had matching hats, but weren't the same color as their shirts. So. Look, we tried. You we tried. tried. You tried. We didn't even coordinate the hats. That's you look, the good. Thing. You look good though. Yeah. 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 You know what? Tiger Red for Sunday, you know? Mm-hmm. Didn't play like him. <laughs> yeah, definitely did not play like Tiger. The, the funniest thing, like, about that golf game, like, in front of us, we have Dan and James. I see them just walking from here to here to here. <laughs> They're not playing too well. And then uh, we look back and we watch Lucas playing. And the one hole we did watch, Lucas and Brad, our other mate, uh, we've talked about him on the podcast before, we see them chipping to get on the green. Brad chips. Flies over close to the water. We're like, fuck, that was pretty bad. Lucas then uh, chips as well, follows him, goes right <laughs> next to the fucking water. I'm like, oh, God, that's that's horrendous. They must be going really bad. Like, to be fair, he's weren't, like, overall. But <laughs> then you go, they go to chip again onto the green, both falling short by, like, a metre or two. I'm like, oh, shit, that hole. <laughs> Please explain, because I'm hoping that, like, what if Brad's grabbed too heavy a club, but you've also grabbed the same club and couldn't be bothered putting it back? <laughs> so I'll explain, right? So, first up, we started the first four holes. We've gone par, par, bogey, par. Yep. And we're already in each other's ear going, fuck, this is ours. This is ours. We're talking <laughs> shit to each other going, oh, mate, we're winning this today. Anyway, but fast forward to this hole here. And um, we were 30 meters from the, we were 30 meters from the, from the um, flag. And we're like, all right, uh, we've got a really nice lay, uh, a really nice lie, sorry. 60 degree, just put it on, no issues. 30 meters, 60 degrees, sounds about right, yep. yeah? All right. He gets out his 60, goes up, and as Brandon said, put it way back. And I've gone, oh, geez, all right, I'll get mine out, and I'll do the same, because I'm not going to use a 57 or a 52 nah. there. So I pulled out my 60, and I've done the same thing. I've got a nice lie, and I've put it maybe three meters to the right of where his was. Yeah. And we're sitting there and we're like, how, how have we managed that? Like our chipping had been pretty good that whole day. We hit a 60 degree wedge, 60 meters. 
distance. <laughs> See, we were 30 meters on the opposite side of the oh. pin. I, mate, I couldn't believe it. it was funny. And as, as Brandon said, the one time they turn back and watch us, yeah. you know, they don't they don't watch us. There was one hole up on that damn side. You don't watch me absolutely drop a nine. Oh, no, you did watch me because I landed in the bunker and then yeah. I chipped out. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. A great day for it. Yeah, it was a great day. Great day of golf. And uh, speaking of, you know, accountability, holding you accountable to your shit shots, uh, holding me accountable to my first win of the year, Pante. <laughs> it only took me backing the favourite's favourite for the day. Mr. Brightside gets the win. to win by a nose. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brightside wins the group one. We'll talk about the full race a little bit later. But uh, look, punters, uh, off to a good start here. I'm just going to keep climbing from here. So, uh Thanks, Dan and Lucas, for picking the horses in the races that I was going to be picking in. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, any support on your races, lads? Nah. Um, look, I'll get straight to the point. The second Asfura went off the back, uh, sorry, went off the back of uh, Hypothetical, who was the leader, um, I, was, I was so excited. I'm like, here we go, foot down, she's gone. And when it took her about four or five strides to even match her, I was like, oh, geez, we're in a bit of strife. And then, obviously, Kalos came down the outside like a strike of lightning. Yeah. That was a ridiculous turn of foot there to win that. So, um, look, take it on the chin. Another second-place finish. I love those, but uh, we'll get back on track, boys. Yep, From please. memory, mine died in the straight and finished about fourth or fifth. I can't remember yeah. exactly. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't make the place. Yeah, yeah. bold Bastille. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mate, that's what happened. Yep. Yeah, rough. The multi didn't get up, obviously. But uh, how, was your, <laughs> how was your bet, Dan? <laughs> I uh, don't even know how fucking it ran, honestly. Uh, okay. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch any sports this weekend, please? Yeah, I definitely did. Yes! <laughs> does, today's, does today count as the weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely watched some cricket over the Boy, weekend. No job, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff, lads. Now, speaking of uh, watching sports today, the Kansas City Chiefs have beaten the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> That was my best uh, American accent. Sorry to the American fans. Uh, they've defeated them 25 to 22 in extra time. They're the world champs. They are back-to-back champions, James. This is the one world. of the world. Yeah, the world champs. <laughs> uh, this is one of the best games of uh, NFL I've watched. I've, 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 say I've watched maybe 10 games in my life, but it was it was fucking good. And you probably uh, didn't watch the whole thing. I watched most of it. <laughs> I reckon you watched eight more than I have. Yes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Mahomes MVP. Mahomes froze the game winner. Um, did, have you guys seen the the touchdown? I haven't got to it yet. I certainly did. Bloke Mate. was wide open. Oh, it was. He faked uh, the run in and then fucking went back out and it was Mahomes beautiful. just bought it to him. Um, the 49ers took a, a goal early in the extra time and then... It was the fourth and last, I'm pretty sure, or fourth and first, whatever it is. Fourth and goal. Fourth and goal. And they, they go, instead of the goal, they go straight for the touchdown. Mahomes comes up clutch again. As Dan has uh, mentioned before the podcast, the same play that won them the last Super Bowl, which is <laughs> you'd wild. Think throughout the whole training or like pre before the game, you'd be thinking, okay, if they get, if they get close, they're probably going to go for this move. Didn't look at it. What about uh, the double bluff? Like, oh, they're not going to use the same move they used last year. (laughs) Very true. But, uh, you know, longest Super Bowl game in history as well, boys. Got these stats just in the top of my brain. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Shout out, though, to uh, Brock Purdy. He had a great game. He definitely did. And um, your man, I'm trying to remember, it starts with a C. 
my man Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, the best running back, played well. Best running back in the game. If the uh, 49ers won that one, then I, I strongly suggest that McCaffrey would have won that uh, that MVP. <laughs> we were robbed, and I'm sure we'll be back there in 12 months' time. <laughs> Wait, you sound like the coach for the 49ers. <laughs> I am the coach for the 49ers. <laughs> he had a, a great game. Um, I think there was some of like the most yards in a bloody NFL Super Bowl or something like that, which is crazy. He's a gun. He like proper gun. He has quads the size of fucking watermelons. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, shout out the 49ers. Uh, 49, shout out Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift. Travis uh, Kelsey. Yeah, he, uh, he caught a ball what got them into the extra time. Like, he caught the ball, I would say, maybe 20 meters away from the goals and then picked that to get to extra time. He also showed, like, the height of um, American arrogance in sports and stuff. He absolutely blew up in the coach's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sh shows how much, like, of the hierarchy is in American yeah. sports. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and the coach. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, uh, what, what we're all forgetting here. He's balls deep in Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, His Travis. ego is up here. <laughs> if she's right now the most influential person in the world, mm. he gets to, he almost could go one above. <laughs> Another thing I, uh, I noticed, when they were handing the trophies out, they handed it straight to the uh, CEO and, like, chairman, which is, I thought, I don't know, kind of weird. Like, Usually, obviously, NRL or AFL, you're used to them just going trophies straight to the team. They go, yeah, celebrate. Yeah. But imagine, like, buddy, Hadjim Patelis. Yeah, I was about to say, imagine <laughs> yeah, Lee <laughs> We know the thing is, thing is, he's he's that egotistical. He probably would have fucking just walked up and <laughs> taken it off the boys anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I always thought it was just a funny thing to see because they, they went him, then they went the coach, and then finally Patrick Mahomes got it. And then Travis Kelsey, not the full team. Like they, they didn't do like a full. Yeah, the full team's still standing down. In down the, the bottom. You got, you got to remember, Americans are weird. Because as, <laughs> as James said, in the NBA, in the NFL, in the MLB, they call themselves world champions. Yeah. <laughs> They're the only country that plays the plays gridiron. Obviously, we play uh, basketball, but it's different rules in Australia and other parts of the world to the NBA. And then you got the MLB, where only really two major two countries have yeah. huge leagues like Japan yeah. and, and America, but the Yanks just love to call themselves the champions <laughs> the, of the world. The champions back of the world. Back-to-back world champions. <laughs> well, uh, other than that, yeah, I think that's all for the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, until next year, obviously, because that's the only games we'll probably watch of the uh, NFL. It's, it's the only time I watch NFL. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shout out Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Peace, Wizzle. We'll say Peace, Wizzle a bit more during the podcast so we can get our yeah, yeah. views up, you know? Yeah. yeah, we'll call the podcast. Taylor Swift. <laughs> and uh, now, James. Last time I said there was a heap of cricket. James, was there any cricket on? I didn't watch any. <laughs> um, look, again, there's been a bit of pyjama cricket going on. Yeah, one day is your T20s. Um, so first, was, I think it was the day after we recorded, so it's now fucking old news. But yep. there was um, like a half a day international yep. because it lasted about 30 overs or something like that. Um, it was the fastest ODI chase. Australia chased, I think we had to chase 80 runs and we did it in six overs. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Cray cray. And then after that, we've had a couple T20 wins and it's really starting to look like 
if you're Shamar Joseph, your stocks are going up so much because he single-handedly beat Australia in a test match. Stonks. And they have not gone, not come close in these shorter formats. Um, did, so we'll go, we'll skip the first T20 and the ODI. Last night was one of the most bizarre things of cricket, and it's the most cricket thing as well because it's such a stupid sport with stupid laws. But, uh, so the ball gets um, pushed. They're taking a pretty much suicide single as for the last wicket of the game. They're chasing like 40 – they've still got 40 runs to go. They're not going to make it. Ball goes to Mitch Marsh. He whips it into Spencer Johnson. It's a little bit away from the stumps. Spencer then whips the bails off. They don't think they've ran him out. There's no huge appeal. Um, there could have been an appeal from one of the fielders. It's hard to um, – tell or prove that but uh, because there was no appeal the umpires didn't even look at it it goes up on the big screen it shows they've got him out by oh, i don't know maybe a foot <laughs> then the umpire's like no nah, i can't give it out there wasn't an appeal then the rules also the rules actually state like because that is true yeah sorry the laws sorry <laughs> oh, I, oh, come mate, on geez, <laughs> mate I, I can't believe i did that i'll have to hand in my nonce card <laughs> but um Anyway, so the laws actually state you have till the bowler um, uh, is at the top of his mark for his next ball. So they obviously weren't because they saw it on the screen and then they're complaining to the umpire. So realistically, that's still an appeal. Ends out, ends up it was not out. It was just chaotic. Um, guessing nobody else even saw about it because it's, um, again, it's pyjama cricket yeah. and we live in Australia. There was one uh, wicket I seen. It was a, sh a real a short. Yeah. It was a women's cricket. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you seen it. There was a no ball. The the lady went to swing. <laughs> Almost going to sleep over there. This is a constant figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was a <laughs> women's game of cricket, which I only seen the real. But she, the lady's thrown a, a no ball, like pretty much fucking chest height. Like yeah. it's just a yeah. straight Fever. chucker all the way to her. She then the Australian has swung at it like full swing, hit it, hit a six, but she swung that hard that she spun around and hit her own wickets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, crack it up, oh, but she yeah, wasn't so out, equal pay. had to stay in, yeah. And then she hits a six off that as well. So it was a seven, like she got seven runs for the like no ball six, yeah. and then got another six after. <laughs> Are they getting paid the, run? No yeah. Ball. Is she getting paid the same as uh, Pat Cummins? Or? <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite equal wages. Just make it sure. Just make it sure. Say, hey, that. Say that way. They're world champs, okay? Ooh. And they actually are world champs. Yeah, world. <laughs> and do you want to know some more young strapping lads that became world champs so, over, uh, just yesterday? Well, yes, I do. The under-19s Aussie boys men Ooh. beats the under-19s Indian men. Yeah, we did. <laughs> just guess like it, how the fuck They look like another 12 years of uh, rivalry here, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, well, that's now in the space of 12 months we've won like Australia, between men and women, have won four different um, ICC events. Yeah. Uh, three of them have been over India in the final. I <laughs> uh, can't wait till the T20 World Cup comes up. <laughs> Got a question. Yes. What's, what's the population of India? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like billion. One and a bit billion? Yeah, one and a bit billion. A billion more people than us. Yeah. And change. Yeah. <laughs> they should be ashamed. And 
weren't they undefeated as well like this what, time yeah yeah like the fucking men's the actual men's team but this time australia was also undefeated because it was one of like Ooh. the pools oh, okay yeah but it's better better narrative when you go oh yeah india undefeated again favorites into it <laughs> asian century <laughs> oh whoops actually i i said i wasn't going to go back to the pajama cricket <laughs> maxwell um hits his fifth p20 international 100 Scores 120. That <laughs> takes him to tied top with uh, Rohit Sharma. So um, stuff, a little Maxwell. bit of a clap for that. Glenn Maxwell to be number one soon. But all right, now we go to what we've what Brett had asked about even last week. It it was started. The, I think it was the day that we recorded last week. New Zealand versus South Africa third grade. Ooh. <laughs> so um yeah, this has gone exactly how you would have thought. It's not even funny. Um, Kane Williamson has score, scored back-to-back hundreds in the innings. Um, Russian Ravindra, everyone's favorite amalgamation of names. I just don't <laughs> know who of. But um, he, he scored a double hundred in the first innings. They won by fuckloads of runs. There was like a tiny little like uh, comeback from South Africa that lasted like one session or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, that is sad to watch from all accounts because i can't say i've watched this game but you just know that it happened yeah i know that it's happened and i know that all their best players are still in south africa playing pajama cricket (laughs) Um, i'll keep you updated on that who knows maybe a miracle will happen next time but uh (laughs) i know a miracle that didn't happen (laughs) last week and that was england beating india um i think the next test match of that starts pretty soon and um yeah, again, India probably storms at 4-1. Uh, yeah, 4-1 now. So. so what you're telling me is you jing me up last week that England were going to, you know, perform another miracle. It didn't happen? Yes, exactly. That. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it sure. But he's jing us up again. Yeah, yeah jing up again. again. <laughs> I think that's called honey-dicking. If I can use that language. Uh-huh. Also, interestingly enough, um, sort of my namesake, Jay Leach, but uh, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like. Yo. He um he's injured again and out of this series, which um quite unfortunate and uncommon for a um finger spinner like this um well he missed the ashes and then now he's missing this like, that's the two biggest series that you have. So, yeah, uh, cousin Jack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely our cousin. What are, guys, what are you guys feeding him there at your lunches? <laughs> yeah. His fingers just aren't performing. He, he eats the same food as us, but he tries to be a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> what a dig it. Loser. It's just like Pat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the cricket wrap, guys. Beautiful. Ooh, Beautiful. See you next week, James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go home now. You've done your job. <laughs> uh, now, into the UFC. And boy, howdy. Do we have a card this weekend? I'm saying, I'm putting this down Better than UFC 300 so far. Uh, I think this card is more stacked. And 299 as well is pretty good. But this card has our Aussies on it. Aussie Volk and Aussie Rob are on the card. And there is some other great fights. But I'm going to go to Lucas to uh, break break down the uh, fights. And uh, we'll get our, all our opinions as well. So. Break down the well, loss. Look, guys, I mean, I've, I, obviously I knew that um, Alex and Ilya Tapuria were fighting. But how's this for a fight card? So to start off on the main card, on main event, not, not being illegally streamed anywhere, <laughs> we've got uh, Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopilov, uh, which is a nice middleweight fight there with uh, two prospects. Now, how's this for the next fight? I had no idea this bloke was fighting. Henry Cejudo. Oh, what? Yeah. 
The we'll triple C, it's, triple C. It's his first fight in a few months. And he's fighting Mirab Dvalashvili, the Georgian tank. I'll call, I'll call him a tank because, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really what he is. He puts his head into your chest and pushes against the cage. He's boring to watch. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm. He's so boring. But um, his gas tank is another level. And in, it's like foot to the foot to the floor, just wrestling. So, an Olympic gold medalist versus a larger boy, that'll be a great one to watch. Then we go to the welterweight division. We've got Jeff Neal, uh, Mister Nineteen, win- uh, fifteen wins and five losses against Ian Machado Gary, <laughs> thirteen wins, no losses, except for one in the bedroom where his wife is. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I believe he's changed his ring name to Ian Cuck Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Cuck Gary. Now that's going to be a banger of a fight because yeah. Jeff Neal can swing. Um, then, of course, boys, the middleweight main event. Well, are we oh. are we sure that this is actually happening? Because Paulo Costa has been <laughs> saying for months he hasn't signed this fight. We are literally five days away from this happening. I can't I, wait for the press conference when he goes. I'm Rob's just... sitting there by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I can see him pulling out. <laughs> I no, can too. No yeah. doubt about it. And then guess who steps in? Probably Hamzat Chabot. <laughs> <laughs> I would say one of these two middleweights to start the card yeah. would probably fit in. But um, yeah, Rob oh, no, Hamzat could do, just quickly fly over on the night iron. <laughs> he could. I think he could. But um, Rob Whittaker versus Paulo Costa in the co-main event. And then, of course, Alexander the Great versus Ilya Tapuria. Now, um, I'm going to skip the first fight of the main card because, guys, yep. I just want your opinions. Bantamweight, Zvalashvili versus Henry Cejudo. Uh, boys, who do you think wins? Cejudo. Cejudo? Yeah. Back in the guy I know, Cejudo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the boys as well. I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick Mirab Dvalashvili. I don't want him to win. I just know that he will be bigger and stronger than Cejudo in there, and I think that will overcome Cejudo's technique. Uh, Jeff, hands of steel, Neil, against Ian Cuck Gary. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> I don't think Cuck Gary's going to win. I think Neil will uh, knock him out. You reckon Hands of Steel, yeah. Neil? Yep. Dan. I'll go with Hands of Steel, Neil. <laughs> James. Yeah, I'll go Neil as well because I think um, Ian Gary will um, he'll hear the word Neil and just think that he's getting dominated <laughs> by his missus and her lover. So he'll just start kneeling in the corner and start jerking off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, look, I'm going Jeff Neal as well, but not for that reason. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen Ian Gary be rocked in a fight, yeah. and Jeff Neal, hands of steel. Yeah. That's, need, need I say more? <laughs> Guys, Rob Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. Do you even have to ask? I'm going to. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know what all three of us are going to say. Palms that Yeah, so I'll be picking Rob and uh, hopefully a good comeback fight for him, you know. James? Start the streak again. Yeah, I'd like a, like a nice TKO from Rob here. I need some confidence. Need, need to pump himself back up. What about you, Dan? Yeah, go the Aussie. I'm, I'm hoping for Rob's classic one-two head kick. Yeah. You know, where he's, he... he Stuns him with a one-two, then throws that that back leg kick, um, back head kick. Sorry, um, but I, as you, as you said, let's just hope the fight actually happens. That too, <laughs> that too. A couple of teep kicks, and then um, I hope Paulo, Paulo Costa rides off into the uh, into the not the sunset because he can get fucked. But I hope he, <laughs> the boy just needs to sign a contract and fight fights. But anyway, here's the important one, and I wouldn't mind going first on this one, boys. Alex yeah. Volkanovski versus Ilya Tapuria. Tapuria is obviously. A very good fighter. 
Uh, he is 14-0. and 0. Although, the way he's been acting recently, you'd swear blind he's 30-0, and 0, uh, <laughs> defeated Holloway three times, um, defeated you Ortega. Know, Ortega a few times, already beaten Volkanovski. The bloke's best win is against Josh Emmett, who, to be fair to Josh Emmett, he's a gun. He, he's, can, he can throw him. Jo- yeah, absolutely. Josh Emmett can throw him. So can Tapuri, but... Josh Emmett has always been top three, top four. He was never a threat to the championship. And then he versed Bryce Mitchell, who one time walked into the Octagon with a Bible in front of himself, screaming the words freedom. So he hasn't <laughs> even fought the um, the Mexican that Volk... No, no, no not fought. Yeah, no, right, you, he yeah. He's two top fighters he's fought. Emmett yeah. and Bryce Mitchell. Wow. Yeah, he's only getting the title shot is because Volk picked him out and said, he's an up-and-comer. I've already wiped the floor with everyone else. Give him a crack. But the way he goes on, mate, he, he's already got, a, I was mentioning to you guys earlier, a documentary stating his road to the title like he's already won. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope that he still releases it when he loses. <laughs> you know, you, and you know what? Have you seen all the memes Volk's been doing on sports betting? Yeah. yeah. He's, too, he's too old right? for this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, he falls asleep in the chair. And yeah. I saw him looking for his belt earlier. <laughs> well, how's this? So not, not only is Tapuria chatting shit, his missus is. Did you see what his missus said the other week? Yeah. His missus said, um, it's something like, this is to the death between Alex and Ilya, and I know my man's going to come out alive, <laughs> right? So I hope, I hope that rings in Volkanovsky's head, and he's in there wailing on Tapuria, whilst this bloke's missus in the crowd crying because you can't recognize your husband. <laughs> no, because her husband's not going to walk out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, I, I sincerely hope that Volkanovski puts an absolute beating on this guy, and I think he might have woken up the demon that Max did. Um, not Max, sorry. Oh yeah, sorry, Max in the third fight, where uh, it was just the most one-sided beatdown you'd seen. So, Alex is my pick. Long story short, Dan. Yeah, Alex to absolutely annihilate him. James. Yeah, Alex to make a strong comeback. Let's go four out of four, Brennan. Yeah, well, look, I'm obviously picking Alex. Um, I, I love something that uh, Alex has also been, like, also trash-talking back because of how much Tapuria is saying. Tapuria has 14-0 and 0 written in his Instagram bio, and uh, Volkanovski has said to him, I can't wait for you to be the one who has to change that to 14-1 and 1 in your Instagram bio. <laughs> so I'm hoping that happens this weekend. <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. That is gold. Um, guys, this is gonna. This is a, a great weekend of fights. Um, I hope we get together in some fashion to uh, to watch it somewhere. Well, I, th- I think someone may be working. Uh, yeah, possibly, but uh, we'll definitely uh, yeah. legally watch it. Yeah, and, uh, we can either legally watch it here, or we can legally watch it at a um, league's club of choice. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Or at a Sher- Sherry Sherwood. Sherry yeah, Sherry I was about Sherwood. to say. Uh, Wood of the show or a live stream for the, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll uh, hand back over to Brandon. Beautiful gentlemen, uh, great UFC chat. Uh, Volk all the way. Now we have the ad read with James, a great part of the podcast. Looking forward to this. I'm going to shoot it back to you, Brandon. Oh, it feels ooh. like you haven't done one in. A few months, so um, easily, yeah. Because I feel like you were before the before the uh, great catastrophe that Dan was. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> not speak of that. The great catastrophe of twenty four. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll go to Brandon. Oh man, I thought I had got. Be ready, Dan, because you'll be up next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Start practicing, Dan. 
I thought I got out of this, guys, and I was uh, was happy about that. But uh, anyway, I'll do the ad read. It's hard because I look at the camera, but I also got to read this. So, okay. (laughs) This week's podcast is brought to you by Peaked Tree Services. They're the number one business in the Penrith area. They remove dead logs and sl- and stumps. Oh God! Oh, he's he's stumbled. He's shaking. <laughs> they remove dead logs and stumps, or cut down any strong established tree, all to make sure that the fresh young saplings can flourish and take their place. So book them for a quote on the website www.penrithtreepeat.com. Uh, so there was no big punchline on this one. I just thought it was funny that Pedriff Tree Pete sounds yeah. like Pedriff Tree Pete. I think I screwed up about twice. Yeah, yeah it, you did well. Yeah, thanks. You, did well. you didn't read a completely different sentence like Dan did. Once. I'll give you a B. <laughs> uh, at the end of this year, when we look at back back at the best, um, best and worst moments of this podcast. My fucking ad read will be the number one worst. Yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> doubt. All best. Without doubt. This was hard for me because I was trying to read and watch the camera. So I was like doing a cross eye like. <laughs> <laughs> one eye looking here, one eye looking there. <laughs> but uh, no, good stuff, James. Love it. Love it. Now we go to the listener question. So we're throwing it back over to Lucas. <laughs> Jeez. Only a couple this week, boys. So we're going to fly yeah. through this one. So. First up, I'm going to head to you, Dan, mate. Mm. So this one's from Kyle. All right. Kyle is asking, if you could Freaky Friday into any athlete's body, who would it be and why? I'd probably go LeBron James. LBJ? Yeah. Yeah? There you go. I mean, he's one of the best basketball players we've seen in history. Yep. He's fucking dirty rich. Yep. He certainly is. And, like... You- He's just the goat. So, pick LeBron James. This is true. There we go. Pretty simple Very answer. Nice. Very nice. What about you, James? Um, I'm going to go Cam Smith. Which one? The yeah. golfer. <laughs> uh, get to travel the world, play golf, got given a shitload of money, and he's got a better mullet than me. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry he does. Yeah. I was about to say, surely just because of the mullet. Like, yeah, that's the main, that's that's the the main reason. Point. That's the main reason. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cam Smith. How about you, Brandon? Insert Nico Hines answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to NRL player. I shan't be going Nico. I will be going the NRL heartthrob that is Reese Walsh. Ooh. I wish I was Walshy with uh, like 500,000 Instagram followers and... All the chicks wanted me, uh, and you know he's going to be a future superstar. We already know it. As long so as you he... want a kid as well? Hey, look, the kid comes <laughs> with it. <laughs> as, as long as you get to keep your, um, you know, your punctuation and grammar, I don't have to take that bloke's like E three yeah. grade stuff, and you'll be good. I'll take your mum's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your mum. Hey, your mum. Yeah. Shut up, bro. All right, fair How about enough. You, Lucas. Oh, mate. See, this is a hard one because. I could probably think of three, right? As mm-hmm. you said, Le- LeBron James is a great one. Travis Kelsey for Taylor Swift reasons. <laughs> <laughs> also back-to-back back world champ. Oh, back-to-back world champ. World champ. Jeez. And look, mate, probably... 
Tell you what, Patrick Mahomes would have to be cl- close to the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't want to look like him. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> have you seen that bloke's forehead? Have you been <laughs> ugly? Look, I would say, um, what's the what's the Japanese baseballer's name? Shohei, Shohei Otani. Otani. Yes, yeah. I'd want to be Shohei Otani. I want to sign the thickest contract in sports history. <laughs> I want to be worshipped by Japanese women around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Can women want him, men want to be him. <laughs> yeah. can, can you elaborate on these uh, Taylor Swift reasons? <laughs> I just think she'd be a really nice, caring partner. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can Fair fix enough. her. I want to lift her later. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. I was surprised no one picked, like, Messi or Ronaldo. Like, they get paid for well, well, Messi, Messi's five foot six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronaldo's about five foot eight. So. <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo's tall, mate. Don't be like that. <laughs> But um, look, that's a good one, Kyle. <laughs> Some interesting answers there. Mm-hmm. Now, I say this probably every week, every second week. This could be the dumbest question I've ever seen. <laughs> at you know at the end of the year, I reckon we get a list of Maddie C's stupid fucking questions. I don't even think you need Maddie C's. I just think even if he just went broader and went dumbest questions asked, they'd all be his. <laughs> top, yeah. top 10 questions. Yeah. Maddie C. Maddie C. <laughs> we love you, Maddie, but like you ask some stupid questions. So he, what are you asking is, are we ever going to see a chess boxing match between the lads? And then he says, yes, it is a sport. My question to anyone who wants to fire up here, mm. what the fuck is a chess boxing match? Does he mean charity? No, no. no. There, is che- there is a chess boxing uh, events. I don't know if there's pro fighters, but there is like competitive chess boxing where it is rounds of chess. You start chess, then you then, then do boxing, and then you go yeah. back to chess, and then you go it, back it to is boxing. Interesting. You can even win by checkmate or knockout. Yeah. <laughs> With it, like, obviously, yeah, once you've done the chess, once you do that first round of boxing, your adrenaline's pumping. Like, your brain would not be thinking the same as, like... <laughs> Didn't um, Ludwig do a Yeah, he had, had a chess yeah. boxing event. Uh, what I would say when it comes to this question, though, like... If we're versing in chess boxing, the only likely weight range is me versus James. I don't know if Lucas is dropping down to 70 kilos. I will, I will throw down with Dan for sure. Dan. Yeah. I would fuck you up, Dan. Well, see, the, are we going to meet in the middle or am I dropping down? You going up? The thing is, because like, you've got to avoid some punches, obviously. But if you tie Dan out, it's going to also do the same thing when it comes back to chess. Like, yeah, exactly. That's my whole plan. I think mm. I've Look got... like a butterfly sting. <laughs> I've got the chess side covered. Obviously, primary school champion. So James is out in the first round, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the old four move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'd be in trouble on the chess side of things for sure. Don't worry, I'm a dope at chess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly reckon that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just me and you in the ring. <laughs> Or we could do like a tag team. <laughs> you know, like me, me and James with Brandon and Dan or vice versa. Me and Brandon. Oh, I like it. It's good stuff. Know, chess boxing coming soon. Yeah. I feel like we always laugh the most in these stupid questions from Matt. <laughs> yeah. like I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If Matty C is happy to host the chess boxing match, <laughs> if he's happy to provide headgear... I think we can all get gloves. I think I'd probably assume yeah. some blokes have gloves. Mm. If Maddie C can provide headgear and mouth guards, I will happily do and it. And the chessboard. 
and the chessboard. Yeah. And, and a, I want a uh, pop-up ring. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of those inflatable rings. <laughs> I want yeah. uh, Usher to perform at halftime as well. <laughs> Just so when, when James slips my right hand and absolutely levels me with the left hook, I don't fall through the ropes. I actually land on them. What a like tournament style um, like semis and stuff, but like the concussions. Are, yeah. <laughs> and when I knock out Dan, you know, the biggest versus the smallest. <laughs> so, Matty C, you've heard, the, you've heard the stipulations. Yep. <laughs> buy the headgear, buy the mouth guard, pop up ring. We'll think about it. We'll set the stream up. Yep. Yep. We'll do it at the park near your house. No, no, no. We'll do it at his house. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> In his backyard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, boys, that were the two uh, listener questions for this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, I'll tell you what, they're, they're my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, honestly, they, they really are. They're, they're crackers. So if we can get some more next week, up to like four or five guys, that would be perfect. Yeah. But um, look, I'll swing back to Brandon. We also have uh, audio cool. listener questions. If uh, people want to jump on uh, SpeakPipe, uh, we put it on the Instagram a couple of times and uh, you can send any questions. I'm thinking about actually also asking them a question to uh, respond to. That'll be uh Fun for the future. Listen to answers. Listen to answers. Um, like maybe like your best leechy laugh. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. Fuck, <laughs> where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, <laughs> I'm thrown off here. You got your best leechy laugh right here, mate. Oh, is it that one? <laughs> uh, listen to questions. So looking forward to it. You can throw it in the YouTube comment section as well. So uh, drop it down. Your leechy laugh or just the question? Just a question. I don't think the you laugh in the comments. You can. <laughs> <laughs> but now, we get out of uh, the listener questions and we get into NRL is back. NRL is back. The NRL season is technically back. The uh, preseason challenge is uh, starting this weekend, this Thursday, is it? Yes. Thursday till Sunday. We get... All the footy, and we also get the All Star match, which will be great. That this weekend too. It is, Bruce, mate. Fuck it's a uh, yeah. it's a couple of stacked rosters for the All Star yeah. match what as day well. Is it? Saturday night. Uh, Where's Dream Bull? Friday, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's Saturday, search. like five thirty. I don't think it's a late game. I think they usually do five thirty now, don't they? Yeah, I will get it up like, on my phone. Yeah, but, you will. Uh, it is. Honestly, I'm looking forward so much because it's pretty much the full. The season's back. Like maybe we don't have the full strength squads. You won't get the likes of, like, I don't know, Say Tigers it. full roster. Yeah, I really Actually, we'll probably uh, get the full roster. <laughs> <laughs> They'll put their, their full roster against everyone's New South Wales Cup teams and still lose. Get, a, get, <laughs> you know, get the standing ovation at halftime. Remember oh. that? <laughs> Friday night, yeah. 8-10. Friday night. Wow, okay. So uh, look so forward to where that. Where are we watching it, boys? <laughs> well, we've got that. we got the UFC. we got all the footy mates. Right. Great stuff. Uh, you know, Nico Hines playing, obviously. Like, he's going to lead the uh, Indigenous All-Stars to victory. You know what I love watching about trial matches? What's Just that? watching, like, young stars and, like, being birthed into the game yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. their shots. Their first chances. Wait, so, no, you, no. Your guys' clubs have young players? <laughs> Can I just state, I think that may be the first bit of, like, constructive... Uh, commentary you've had since the NRL season finished four months ago. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the NRL is back. I am back. He's back. Yeah. I've been a ghost for these last four months. <laughs> NRL is yeah. back. Dan is back. Dan is back. But uh, I was going to ask, lads, I want to know who you think will win the preseason challenge because it really doesn't matter. But you get 100K. Uh, Manly won it last year. I don't know who's versus who, but 
who do you think will take it out? Who will take it serious and put their roster in and try and win? Is what I'm saying, Lucas. You I'm gonna say the Waz. The Waz. Yeah, they'll go all out. Yeah, nice. They have some expensive footy as well. Yeah, and they've got a lot of depth. Um, yeah. James, I ah, oh, come back to me. Come back to me. Right, Hit Dan. It's really a st- stab in the dark. But yeah, Dan, who are you thinking? I'm gonna say fucking Cowboys. Fuck it. Yeah, that's a good pick. Fucking Cowboys. Fucking Cowboys. Right. I think I'm actually just going to go back to Manly. They just um put put some points on in a pre in, in the trial for the preseason challenge. <laughs> they just signed a top halfback. Yeah, I'm going to cop out and say the Sharks. <laughs> surprise, surprise, motherfuckers! No, I think we have generally some of the best depth in the competition. Newtown Jets always go well. So even if we don't have our top roster, our top thirty will. We'll get oh, the good, uh, the job done. And but uh, now something I don't know if you did see it was all over social media. John Jones, heavyweight UFC champion of the world. <laughs> You're saying he's a world champion. He's a world champion. Visited the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. I don't know why he picked that shit club, but um, <laughs> he did go visit them. And well, uh, his tackle technique, lads, was uh, something to marvel. Uh, Goal kicking, not so much. <laughs> he still got it, but did you see his awkward run up to he's like a the lefty, kick? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. He's a lefty. Sort of toe poked it. Yeah. yeah. He kind of like crab, crab walked <laughs> up to it and then like kicked it. Okay. Going back to his tackling technique, you'd think he'd be pretty good, like being a UFC fighter. Yeah. Like they practice wrestling. So who like... did he? Who did he fold? I don't know. I, 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 I heard someone to... say it was like Max King, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, it might have been. But yeah, absolutely um, folded him, eh? Folded him, mate. <laughs> yeah. Picked him up and dropped him. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But his brother played NFL, didn't he? Yeah, 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 Chandler Jones, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a numerous time um, big bloke pro well, his brothers. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. And uh, another thing, he also tried passing, which he was fucking woeful at. Did really? not get one through. Like, they had, like, a little board where you had to throw it through the hole. You know that those, game? Yeah. Did not, not one. <laughs> Missed every single one of them. <laughs> My question is, why is his peck all of a sudden better? Yeah. yeah. Why is he putting hits on but running away from Tom Aspinall? He's doing like a whole thing in Australia where he's like teaching yeah, he's people. Doing that, um, he's doing training. Open training. Yeah, yeah, open training, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, surprising. Yeah, he can't fight on you. He's already turned down a shot at UFC 300 but can go and tackle some bloke at the Bulldogs. <laughs> I, I, I want to say how bizarre it is that that is the fourth champion that's been at a um, like club in the last 12 months. Yeah, because who they have? They're, Volk. Yeah, Volk, uh, Izzy, Pereira. Yeah, and then now John. Johnny Bones. <laughs> Johnny I just want to say, what the fuck is John Jones in Australia, of all things? Like, Well, he's like we said, he's doing that open mat um, yeah. seminars and whatnot. And, I thought uh, it was fun. Oh, sorry, you go. Without any stats, I'd like to say Australia's the second biggest fighting culture <laughs> in the world. Yeah. 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 Um, no, you got Brazil. Brazil. Nah, yeah. Yeah. I've, just said I've just said we're the second, so <laughs> without any stats. Uh. It's it it easy to get Brazil's got a huge amount of people. Yeah. Very true, very true. 300 mil. But we're also very similar to Americans. We're dumb and we love sports. <laughs> but what are you saying? <laughs> well, what I can also say is, uh, well, two things. Yep. We once again have a population of 28 million. All these countries we come up against in large sports around the world have hundreds of millions. Pound for pound, best athletes in the world, Australia. Anyway, um, (laughs) Tom Aspinall did also come out and say, that's weird, Jones. Why are you tackling, but you can't fight me in three months? Oh, did did, did (laughs) he call him out? Good on him. (laughs) I don't know if John retaliated, but... Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was awesome seeing Johnny Bones there. Yeah, it's been at a car, you know, just yeah, all over him. Let's trotting with him. Yeah. <laughs> seeing him and uh, Sharks legend Bronson Cherry with him as well. Two yeah. legends of the uh... <laughs> yeah. legends of the steroid game. Did you, did you see John trying to teach them how he does a spinning back elbow? No. Uh, there, there was footage of. I'll try to find it later. He's showing him like, oh, I reach down. Um, for their front leg, and when they go to defend, it leaves their forehead open and their nose, so I spin it, and they're all going, oh, flop, bro! Oh, <laughs> oh, bro it, was so, it was so funny to watch, because they're all just going, oh, yeah. It's crazy! I can't believe you think in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great to see John Jones at the Bulldogs, and, uh, you know, hyping up that Las Vegas trip really well. And now, uh, there was a trial last weekend. It was Seagulls Versus Rabbits, New South Wales Cup team. So nothing to really go off, but 68 to 6. Ben Trebojevic got a hat trick. Luke Brooks looked okay. Brooksy is now, uh, I've seen some things, Brooksvale. Yeah, that's, the Prince uh, that's of Brooksvale. Pretty, uh, <laughs> that's got some good stuff. If that keeps going for the whole year, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a manly fan. Quote <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. I just want to see him go well and, you know, finally get out of that shithole of a club and just really succeed. That's the look of Lucas after that. <laughs> no, no bite? Okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, any of you guys see any of the highlights? Yeah. Nah. I, cer- I certainly didn't even didn't. know it was on. Sorry, I-, I, knew, I knew it was on, but um, yeah, wow, that's great. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Trebovich. He's yeah, now yeah. the uh, Dallium second row of the year, well, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> it could make it a bit awkward when their $800,000 um, useless waste of space can't make their team. This is Don't a- say that about Brooks. Shoots as a weapon. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, obviously, with the score being 68-6, uh, Souths cannot win the comp anymore. Look, I know in the preseason challenge next round, they're going to say, these lads debuted for this team. This isn't that. Like, yeah. Last year, they kept going, like, these, oh, it's his debut for the club. He hasn't even, like, started the NRL yet, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt Guy, or, yeah, or, or, not, Maverick, not Matt, yeah, Maverick, Maverick, Matt's <laughs> but, uncle, uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing trial match, but uh, this weekend all the trials mean everything. So. <laughs> you think um, any of the teams that are in Vegas won't win the preseason challenge? Yeah, true. You think they're just going to be sending their New South Wales Cup, so. save their players for the uh, the big games? Are and the trials televised this weekend? They are all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. All, all, most. I don't know. Depending on if it's at a rural fucking stadium. Yeah. yeah. One I, last year they even had them, and yeah, they just had it one camera. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's gonna be a Tigers game for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're all on KO. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Thank you, Dan. Beautiful. Shout out KO. Shout out Dan. Not sponsored, but if they want to, we're open. Wouldn't say no. And uh, now we're speaking about Souths already. Campbell Graham out for six months Oof. with a sternum injury that he's getting surgery on. James, you have a little bit more. Yeah, so this is, we don't know the exact details, but from outside looking in, this looks like a complete fuck up. So they haven't said that this is a re-injury. So as far as we know, this is the same injury that caused him trouble all last season. Instead of sending him straight into surgery, they opted for a um, like non-invasive choice, hoping that it would then get better with um, a summer off. And then it's come to one month before the season starting. And it's not good. They're going to have to now do surgery. He's now going to miss. I think he's like, he could be due back for like round 20. Jesus. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Where that... if he just got it done immediately, he like in theory, he could have been fit for round one, but realistically he probably would have been like round 
three or four. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a huge fuck up to waste so much time. And um, yeah, thoughts go out to him because fuck, he was this far away from playing Origin, Origin. last year. Mm. And Six now, months without Campbell Graham now, dude, for the Rabbitohs. You yeah. know, have fun with that. Put some pressure on um, Jackie White, and he's now the strike center. Yep. That's yep. what I was thinking as well. Yeah, like pushing for Origin last year, you'd think he would have had a red hot crack to get it this year, but now mm. he's no chance at all. No. And uh, it also looks bad for South as also Tyrone Munro out for two months as well. So, like that whole edge, that right edge is, yeah. is gone. Like <laughs> there was argument that Tass could have already got could have got the um the wing spot over Munro, but um. Then, yeah, one day that you find out Campbell Graham's out, so Tass goes into the centres. <laughs> the next day you lose Munro. Yeah. He's got to push fucking Tass out to the wing now. Yeah, probably Tane Milne gets a gig. Back in there, like, so. like two years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd think so. All right. no, it's looking good for me because I had him outside the eight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. A couple of noise. I had him, I had him top <laughs> four. Jeez. <laughs> we did these predictions a bit early. Yeah. Uh, or I'm just a genius who can see the future. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Time Brent, traveler. Brent, <laughs> Brent brought a sledgehammer to Campbell Graham's chest while he was asleep. How did you know? <laughs> but uh, now, Joey Manu to French rugby and Angus Crichton in talks with rugby union as well. Um, also, Suali's already gone to rugby. Uh, we got Mark Nawanga Nitawase. Yeah. So we got one back. Is, we got uh, one back, but is, maybe losing three. Is Uncle Nick running out of money or something? Scary uh, times. Well, that... no, because somehow they reported that they had like 800000 to give to Joey Marnie. And I'm like, <laughs> what book could you have 800000 spare? This one that he just pulled out of here and went. <laughs> <laughs> the dust came off. Ah, 2004? That's the same as that. That's 100k <laughs> in actual salary and then 700 in Boats. houses and boats. boats and houses. <laughs> They're the only team that gets a replacement before a player leaves. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, obviously that won't be till next year. Yep. Right, yeah. but is it official? Yeah, as far as I know, it's official. Manu to French rugby. Yeah, yeah, oh, a, wow. mi- a million dollars a season. I think it was announced over Do the we weekend. We know which team. Is it Toulouse or something? Oh, oh, I should have probably got that up, but um, for God's sake, mate! <laughs> God, God, Jesus. God damn, <laughs> damn, damn, It's but, probably one of the top French teams with the money. Yeah, yeah. so probably Toulouse or something. It is. It's crazy though. Yeah, free all from Roosters. It kind of shows their culture of just. They're all rugby union players, you know, (laughs) and uh, they keep selecting from them. Uh, It also is sad for Dragons, who another big signing goes away from them. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you guys were pushing hard to try and get Joey Marnie as your fullback. I think we gave up a while ago, though. (laughs) And he said, I'd rather go live in the shithole that is Paris (laughs) than the beauty and the nature of uh, St. George. (laughs) Oh, man, I'll just have to go to... Beautiful France. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, it's a um, shit. Manu to French rugby. Well, um, tough times for the yeah, Roosters. Uh, they've gone from having, like, arguably two of the best up-and-coming fullbacks to now James Tedesco retiring in maybe, like, three years or whatever and yeah, having no one. But then they'll just buy someone. <laughs> yeah, they'll buy someone. Buller. Jareem Buller is yeah. honestly there. He'll be primed to go to yeah. Roosters for a million he'll, dollars. He'll say... I need a new. I need a new change of scenery. I need to move somewhere, only to stay in the same house he's got and go to the Roosters. <laughs> Uncle Nick won't let him stay in the same house he's got. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, they'll move him out from where he is and put him on fucking Bondi. Yeah, I was about to say they'll give him a nice house or, right or, next to Bondi Beach, a mega Uncle mansion or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
And he'll win a lottery to get a car that has nothing to do with Uncle Nick. At all. <laughs> Uncle Nick just bought the lottery. He, know, he knows the guys at Sutton Toyota. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Good good stuff for the Roosters. Uh, happy to see oh, them yeah, yeah, Vale. Suffering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love to see them suffering. And uh, talking about suffering, the Broncos... There's a video that's come out only today. I don't know if you lads have seen it yet. No. But, uh, I was very confused oh, yeah, when I read so this. Reynolds was in a bit of a push and shove with Pat Carrigan. Um, I'm sure there's more to the story, and I'm sure they're a little drunk. But uh, I'll get the video up for the lads now so they know what I'm talking about. And uh, it is, it's something good to, to put your sights on. I just want to say... Pat Carrigan would fold Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. 100%. My money is on Carrigan. So, yeah, Reynolds pushing Carrigan. You can hearly, clearly hear them say uh, Reynolds and Pat in the video. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see Patty Carrigan's long fucking yeah. luscious hair. Yeah. But uh, what could this be about, gentlemen? Uh, wrong answers only. <laughs> um, um, you go down. Fuck. <laughs> he always had I was going to say something fucking weird, but yeah. I think Carrigan's tipped Reynolds into a loser on the weekend. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, on, the, on the punt. He guaranteed him a victory, and it's yeah. obviously come up short. You know, dollar thirty <laughs> favorite didn't do too well. And, uh, you know, we're talking last week about the Greyhounds and how dumb they are. Yeah, their favorites. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paddy Carrigan's <laughs> tipped him into a dollar thirty favorite at fucking Wenny Park Dogs. It's jumped out the barrier. It's in barrier eight, and has somehow <laughs> tripped on the way out, taken out everyone except the 100 to 1 thing in uh, barrier number 1 <laughs> and Carrigan said mate that was me Mrs. Wedding Ring pop money you've just put on that <laughs> that's my opinion yeah I think I, that could have been what happened Dan. Carrigan said should have been married earlier you fucking dog <laughs> I actually reckon uh, Pat Carrigan wanted to play halfback this year <laughs> oh yeah 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 and he, that was, like Reynolds was like no you're a fucking forward you dumb cunt just yeah. <laughs> go get hit on the head more times Smart, smart, smart. James, that he... Uh... I reckon there's just two thoroughbreds talking about who was hotter. And uh, Carrigan yeah. said, mate, your tattoos are old. They're done. They're outdated. Everyone's getting the long hair these days. You, no, you're no just not like, hot anymore. No one likes short blokes like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what set him off. Yeah. I'm of the opinion he stood on his white shoe. Ooh. <laughs> we do know how Broncos... Get, oh. they Broncos like to buck yeah. when you step on oh. a white shoe. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> Payne Haas. Uh, hey, hold on a second. Close Was mates. Payne Haas or Reese Walsh in that video at all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this is why what they can't go to Vegas. Kelly? Did he get <laughs> put down? Maybe this is why he can't go to Vegas. You know? Yeah. You know, was this you video know. in Vegas or was it still in Australia? They've been in Vegas for four weeks, dude. And, um, <laughs> they're in Vegas three weeks out. They're letting them do whatever they want over there. <laughs> just because they trust the players so much. <laughs> so fucking stupid. That, yeah. No, seriously. Dead, dead. <laughs> it's, it's not right. Do you know where they're staying? Where? You know the... um. What's that fucking Greek statue... Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. Yeah, the, is this the real Caesar's they're, Palace? They're so, they're, no, it's flat out. They're staying at the Caesar's Palace, Dan. And it's a. I think it's a bit of farce that the Broncos boys are there now, but the other boys aren't. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Nick Politis is sending the Roosters over direct, straight yeah, over? Straight fly, yeah. yeah. Dog. In first class. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, the Broncos are already there. The yeah, NRL, already there. NRL are, they, already, are they actually? Yeah, Broncos are already yeah, there, mate. Yeah. They've sent them over. <laughs> NRL sent them over. Uh, uh, do your own research, guys. <laughs> As Lucas is telling porkies. <laughs> Dan but, uh, fully believe that. Yeah. Yes, you fucking did. As soon as you started talking about season Palace, I'm like, yeah, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> but now we get into something real juicy, gentlemen, because we are giving our honest 
team reviews. Honest. Honest. Uh, I'm going to try and be as honest about the Sharks as I can. I think last week you even said humble. Humble, honest opinion. <laughs> it doesn't be honest. Humble, I'll just edit it out. My humble opinion. Um, Lucas, I want to hear your opinion on the 17th place Tigers. Boy. <laughs> All right, so look, going through signings, we've got uh, obviously Justin Justin Olam has uh, has signed for the next few years. We've got Charlie, the Forbes Ferrari Stains, who has re-signed, or as I call him, Charlie Shitstains. <laughs> I like him though. We've got uh, look, I've, I know it's not for this year, but we have signed Jerome Luai um, for the start of the twenty twenty five season, so it's very exciting there. Uh, we've got both the Fainu brothers. We've got Solomon Alamilo, who is um, a young center. And then we've got Solomona Fataape. So, oh, sorry, Sol- Solomon Alamilo is a winger and Solomona Fatape is a center. So, look, some signings there. Um, I mean, geez, it's it's hard to really... The, the last four boys, so the Fionu brothers and then Solomon and Sonomona, it's very hard to gauge where they are where they're at what they're going to do so we're gonna have to wait until the first few weeks to see how they go um strengths look happy coruscant dream buller yep they were our two strengths last year i feel like it's just going to be the same again this year um hopefully our forward pack can uh step up i really really want papali to you know, have a dig this year. I know he he played pretty well last year, but there were times where you could see he just sort of seemed checked out during games. You know, we, we do have a good forward pack. Um, Bateman, Fanua Pole, um, Stefano, Papali'i, Stefano, uh, Alex Twoll, David Clemmer. We, we've got a we've got a pretty decent forward pack, and I just want it want it to be you know, used the way I think it should be and could be. Um, weaknesses, football. football. <laughs> NRL. Climbing the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, our, our, our weaknesses, I think our outside backs, as for the last few years, have been weaknesses. I'm not sure if the signings that we have announced, um, you know, Justin Olam, geez, he, he, could, he could come back firing this year, but ever since Olakowatu flattened him at the start of last year, he's been a shadow of his former self. Um, the two Solomon and Solomona, uh, Solomona. God, I need to say that correctly. Um, look, I've not Tim seen so, Tim Simona back. <laughs> Tim Simona, I've not seen much of them. I don't know what to think uh, regarding weaknesses. You know, like I said, our outside backs, um, rookies to watch. Probably Lachlan Galvin if he gets a chance. I'm not sure if he will though, unless Aiden Caesar uh, gets injured. So he he could be the one. Um, Latu Fainu as well, which we've done a video on our YouTube page. We want to check him out. Um, he's very exciting to watch as well. Contenders or pretenders, uh, cellar dwellers. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Very nice. Um, I, to throw anything out there, I think, yeah, you guys have a lot of young forwards coming through as well, which will be good to see them have another year in NRL like Matamua and, and other young forwards like Paule. Paule. Yeah, Paule. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of upside to Tigers. Fingers crossed for you guys is they come 17th again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do like it. Any other opinions from you two lads on the Tigers this year? Uh, uh, for once, it can only get better. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking pretenders as well. So. It can't get worse this year, Lucas. Don't worry. You can't come 18th. Oh, you wait. <laughs> Surprise. They're bringing the Bears in right now. <laughs> All right. Now we'll go to... 
Dan, for your honest team review, mate. Alrighty. So, for the Dragons this year, I think our strengths will be our outside backs. Just however they line up, like Lomax and Ravalawa, the Fino brothers. You know, I think hopefully they can find their form and gel together like they they have been in former years. And no more um, Lomax fucking flick passes. Um, Plano, he's a premiership winning coach. Hey, he is, he is. <laughs> so hopefully he can uh, do something for us. And um, Blake Laurie and Jack DeBellin, if they mm. stay fit, I reckon our forwards will be going forward and doing the job. And then our weaknesses, our forward pack size. <laughs> I think our forward pack is way too fucking small. I think last year we had one of the full, like smallest forward packs in the comp. So yeah, and then uh, halves partner for Ben Hunt. We have like no, exp- we have Kyle Flanagan, but like he's not the best option. <laughs> and then like all our other options have no fucking experience yeah. at NRL level. And last year we just couldn't ca- capitalize on being in the op- opposition's twenty. Yeah. And getting points on the board, so hopefully we can, you know, make that a strength this year. And and then our signings, fuck, there's a few of them when you look at it. None of them are fucking very good, but anyway, <laughs> we got Kame Sele, uh, Corey Allen, Raymond Fatella Mariner, uh, the flop Kyle Flanagan. <laughs> Shut up over yeah. there, uh, Christian Tupolotu. If you didn't say he signed over the weekend or last week or something. Yep. Uh, Jesse Marsh and Tom Eisenhut. Ooh. Which out of all of them, I only rate uh, none of them. Because <laughs> they're all like B-grade footballers. Rough. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. But I think Jaime Sele and Tom Eisenhut. Are... I think Sele's a really good boy. Yeah. They're pretty good forwards. So yeah, hopefully they fit into the team well. And Sele actually came from the Dragons years ago. I left Ooh. the Dragons a few years ago and went to Rabbitohs. Club legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, rookies. He's not rookies to watch. He's, this guy's not r- really a rookie of sorts this year, but Connor Mulhazen, he played a few games last year. Yeah. I think he's still got under 10 fucking NRL games in, under him. So, you know, he's still considered a rookie. Viliami uh, Fafita, if he gets on the field. <laughs> and then... Loco Pacifici Honga. He's a young forward that is in our top 30 this year. So It's a hell of a name. Yeah. <laughs> a hell of a name, dude. It's a good footy name. <laughs> a bit he, of rugby league about him. Andrew, <laughs> Voss, Andrew Voss is kicking himself trying to read that one. Yeah, 100%. He definitely looks like a good good, bo- uh, good bring into our top 30, and hopefully he can do well. And, uh, yeah, look, I'd love to say we're going to be contenders, but we're definitely going to be pretenders and going to be – down in the cellar with the tigers. <laughs> in the cellar, the cellar <laughs> dwellers together. Uh, yeah, I do agree. I think the outside backs, I, as you memed on uh, your signings, but I think Tui Pilotu is actually not a bad pickup, to be honest. I think you now have a lot of backs who are fighting for a position, which is yeah. good in a Our team. Depth is a bit more. Like you have uh, Moses Sully, you didn't mention as well. Like he's he will be your starting centre. He's yeah. a weird. Like he's a big bloke, yeah. and then you have Rabalawa. Then Tui Pilotu is a big unit as well. So, like, the size of your wingers would be pretty, yeah. pretty devastating. We, like, I'd love to see, like, one of the Fino brothers play on the wing. Yeah. But then, 
like Tupelotti is fucking huge. So I'd love to see him on the wing as well. But... And then you have, as you said, like Lomax. I think Jack Bird's been talked about centers as well. Like I don't Jack know Bird if he'll go Jack Bird has been there. talked about for every fucking for every position. position. <laughs> <laughs> he might play halfback as well. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think he's have a, again, fingers crossed for you as well, that you both don't get the uh, the spoon. But uh, uh, be... That's physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, it's not. One of you guys will be getting $50. That's all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. missed the bet, it was last week's podcast. It was, go, it was. Go back and watch it. Now, James, your honest team review for the Parramatta Eels. Yeah, so it's a bit of an interesting year this year, missing out on the eight last year. Um, the players seem to be very driven through this offseason, but you could say that about almost every team and every player. Our strengths, obviously it comes down to our spine and our forward pack. Um, I think Moses and Brown... I could be in for a big year. Moses came, seemed to come back after Origin playing better and better, and Brown seems like he knows he's got to grow up and um, start leading this team around. Our other biggest strength is easily the forward pack. So last year we were lacking a bit of depth, but through that we've really rounded it out to a quite a strong pack. When Now our bench should consist of Ryan Madison, um, Offen Gowie, um, Wirimu Greg, and Kelma Tuolagi. Like, they start at a lot of teams. Yep. Um, weaknesses are our outside backs. Um, it, I'll go into the improvements, like, because we are going to need either Sevo to step up, run some more meters. Hopefully, um, Russell keeps developing. Like he, that was his first full year of um, first grade last year. So hopefully, he keeps developing. And Simonson showed some potential in the centres. So um, yeah, we we just need some of them to step up. Penasini's been going good. If he goes to another level, that could also be very helpful. Our signings haven't been too great. I am very interested to watch the development of Kelma Tuolagi. Uh, Brad Arthur's got a great track record with um sort of underperforming talented forwards, like so um he's definitely someone that I'll be keeping an eye on. And you would imagine through injuries and stuff, he gets some chances in the starting team. Our rookies to watch this year, um, again they're not in the um starting seventeen. But uh, I think Kai Rodwell, um, he's he played a few games last year, so he might not even count as a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. But um, he looks like a talented young front rower that um, we sh- we'll get to see over the Origin period. Um, I think his name is Blaze Tuolagi. He's meant to be this gun five eight outside back, which who knows could possibly get a run in the centres at some time, or possibly in around the halves. And then one to watch, which unfortunately isn't one for Parramatta fans too keenly to watch, but the Raiders will be watching heavily if he gets a chance to uh, play this year, is Ethan Saunders, the under-19s New South Wales halfback from last year. If he gets a chance to play, he could be very interesting. Um, Contenders or pretenders? Look, I think this year we'll be contenders, but I don't think we're going to be top four. I think we'll... I don't think teams will want to versus in the semis, but I think we could be knocked out at like round two of them. You like the Sharks each year? Yeah, but I'm talking win one game <laughs> oh, and then. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Sharks I, don't win the first game. <laughs> the yeah, I agree with uh, your your pins in your team. I think yeah, your forward pack and just Dylan Brown and Moses staying on the field all year will be yeah. uh, the key to your success. No, <laughs> no more Dylan Brown nightclub scandals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no scandals for the Parramatta players, and you might be a, a chance, a sniff. Also, also, I think it depends on your dummy half. Like if if yes. the dummy half who you pick out of the two has a good year, then who knows? Well, that's. Uh, I know Brad Arthur's came out and said he wants one to play 80. I wouldn't be surprised if we go back to a like a 60-20 or so split. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's another big thing to watch, and it could could really be the difference between a good year or a bad year. Yeah. Wish you had that Reed Mahoney bloke. Yeah. He's going all right. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so we've had the other three. Now, Brennan, buckle honest, in. Honest, humble opinion. Buckle in. <laughs> The Sharks are getting their honest team review. Okay, strengths. Nico Hines. <laughs> no. Strengths is our team has been together now for three years, and they've all had time to gel. This year is another year for Braden Trendle to be starting halfback. He only came in with like four games to go before the finals last year, so really didn't have much chance in, uh, in playing. To get to those finals and then yeah we obviously uh weaknesses i'll get into that soon with the finals <laughs> but uh strengths also just uh, outside backs are all very talented very fast other than one bloke which again i'll get into the weaknesses uh, <laughs> strengths i think are forward back some big blokes in there and uh i would like to see if oregon kafusi can have a good year yeah like brayley 80 minute hooker He's a strength. He could. He's pushing down for that New South Wales kind of jumper eventually. I don't know. Um, Lucas is loving life over there in the corner. <laughs> but uh, weaknesses. Now the part that uh, I'm sure Lucas would love to hear. Uh, look, <laughs> big games we need to step up in. Yes. We need. But in saying that, one point losses in two finals. We just need to win those those small chances that we need to clutch clutch <laughs> plays to win finals. Yes, that's what we need. Uh, we hoping with well. Trindle next to him, that'll be a setting ship. Who knows? But uh, other weaknesses, as I mentioned, alluded to earlier, Talakai, I think he's a second rower. Um, mm. His stats, Definitely. though, are crazy. Like 180 meters average. And I think he was in the top 15, the only non-half in the top 15 for triasis, which is why you can see Fitzgibbon keeps persisting. But at the same time, I just don't think he's fast enough. And I think second row, like he'd do the exact same thing. He would draw the player in, pass it. Like he'll probably do the same. And you can always like use him out a bit wider, like um, Titans do with Fafida and um, Penrith used to use um, kick out. Like they had him running at centers anyway. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much our weaknesses. Like big games. Clutch moments, that center. Other than that, I think our forward pack's good, our outside backs. Alves, hopefully uh, Trindle can step up to the, the plate. Who knows? Um, and a boying teams. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Brandon. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, signings, <clears throat> literally no one. We lost uh, – we got Billy Burns. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> he might get us in the 17. I don't know if he'll make it, to be honest. But uh, we lost Moyland and – Wade Graham, club legend. But that's not going to hurt us too much, I don't think. You just bring a young, fit kid into the team and, like, Colhoun or someone like that should kill Billy it. Burns. It's kind of Billy crazy Burns. that you will miss because he plugged yeah. so many holes. 
Connor Tracy was a yeah actually a tough loss. Um, improvements needed. I think I've already mentioned those. Like yeah. we just need to get better at those clutch moments. But uh, rookies to watch. I think Kyle Iro is the bloke I want to replace Talakai's center spot. Don't know if he'll get it. Maybe sometime throughout the year when we realize Talakai keeps getting beaten by the other centers, <laughs> he might. Um, other blokes like Kay Dykes is a good fullback slash halfback if he gets a chance. Maybe he'll he'll go good. And Sam Stone Street is a winger. If one of our wingers get injured, he's a unit like six three, just fucking can score tries really well. Yeah. So if he gets a chance, who knows? But uh, contenders, pretenders. Obviously, I've put us in our top, the top four contenders, mate. We're contenders. <laughs> We're a chance this year. I like it. Yeah, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, was I honest, guys? Was yeah. pretty honest. Yeah. Pretty I'm, honest. Honest. <laughs> I'm honestly proper proud of you, mate. Because and we're going to win the cob, and we're going to. <laughs> your weaknesses are exactly what I would have said your weaknesses were too, and the yeah. fact that you even acknowledge them. Yes, that's because yeah, it is a game of inches, and like at the end of the day, most people just remember that you bowed out, yeah. like free semis, free free losses. But as you said, it's just those clutch moments that. Yeah. Losing to and Cowboys by one, losing to Roosters the, by the one. Stuff, like yeah. the, the good things as well. And you did lose one of your biggest defensive flaws as well. Well, got rid of one of your biggest defensive flaws, Matt Moylan. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, he was speaking of that, so many things. Uh, completely forgot. Like, if Fanukin has a full year, it doesn't get suspended, injured, suspended. <laughs> 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 Who knows? We might be under something. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to make an apology. I forgot about Morgan Harper as a signing oh, for Parramatta. Shit. Uh, I nah, mean, in all honesty, he's a good depth signing, and yeah. like, he's not playing against Telekai. Anyone playing against Telekai that night? I was about to say, <laughs> do, do you reckon Morgan Harper still has nightmares in <laughs> <Yeah>. Telekai <laughs> that night at Shark Park? He, he gave him a new South Wales. So <laughs> that night was not only a horrible night for Morgan Harper. It's been the worst night for Talakai since because every net, like he can have a good game and we go, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just remember refreshing Supercoach every five minutes that night going, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> 20 points every two minutes. I just want to say, going back to like the Dragons' strengths, I reckon Jacob Little will be a key player for us this year. Just like he runs out of dummy half. Uh, Extremely good, and he can make a break from mm. pretty easily. Big if true. He's looking, a good dummy half. I like him. I'm just looking forward to the first game of rugby league, boys. Can't wait for it. Can't Fuck wait knows. for it. Yep. Now we get into horse racing, Lucas. Uh, this is some big races on the weekend, mate, and yep. I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, look, mate, now that we've finished NRL talk, you know, we had half an hour of it. The first hour he was asleep, and now he's going to be asleep <laughs> for the rest of it. That's Dan over there, guys. You know, doesn't that's bored. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, Mr. Brightside, he uh, came back with a bang on Saturday. Uh, he won the CF4 stakes. Um, he could be in for another huge autumn. Yeah, you boys, did you boys watch the race? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was pretty spot on with my pick of pride of Jenny saying it's going to be hard to beat and Mate, it's good yeah. each way bet. <laughs> I was even more spot on with my pick of Mr. Brightside <laughs> winning the race. <laughs> um, well, look, i tell you what, I didn't watch it. I was oh. I was driving to the night markets at the time, mm, and I just said to I said to the miss I said oh, we just need to turn it on. I just want to hear it, and obviously hearing it to watching it's so different. And hearing Matt Hill say five hundred meters to go, Mister Brightside six lengths off them. I've gone oh geez here we go, and then it comes the downfall. And then he's going um and then about three hundred meters because I've watched it obviously since numerous times. And he goes Pride of Jenny Buffalo River um. Um, they, they battle it out from the 300. I've gone, oh, fuck, nothing's making ground. And then he goes, Mr. Brightside getting into his work. And then with like 50 to go, Matt Hill just yells, um, 
Mr. Brightside has like he sprouts wings, Mr. Brightside <laughs> over the top. Far out. Yeah. First up, only eighty percent hit fit according to the Hayes boys. But um Oh jeez. This is crazy how good. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> as, as James said, pride of Jenny, mate, she ha- she ran an absolute blinder. The yep, second yeah. she gets a bit further over the mile uh to two thousand meters, you know, look out there. But um Jeez, what, what, I mean, where does Brightside go now that he doesn't win? You know, next start he goes to the Futurity, which is over 1,400 metres at Caulfield again. So the exact same race, yeah. basically, distance and, and whatnot. It would be against similar similar field. Probably against a similar field. He then goes to the All-Star Mile. So that's three starts. He'll then go to the Australia Cup over 2,000 metres. So he'll go 1,400, 1,400, 1,600, 2,000 metres. Then on the last day of the uh, Sydney Carnival, he will make his way up to us and race in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Realistically, he could go CF4 bang, Futurity bang, All-Star Mile bang, uh, Australia Cup bang. It's just that last run, if William yeah. Haggis brings back Dubai Honor, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't care who he is. He's, he won't beat him, but... Especially yeah. if it's after a long, yeah, yeah, stint. four runs in, yeah. you know. But um, I suppose now alligator blood's gone, guys. It's it's the the mile is is his. Yeah, yeah. anything near the mile is his. So fair play to uh, Mr. Brightside and the Hayes boys. Uh, the Colts and Gelding's Blue Diamond Prelude. Uh, who are you blokes on? Do you remember? I was on bodyguard. You're on bodyguard with me, Brandon. No, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I didn't get on, but I, didn't I say like seven or eight or something? You said eight. That was 300 to one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, guys, look, Bodyguard wins the Colton Gelding's Blue Diamond Prelude. Um, he was three wide the trip. Um, he didn't get cover until about 700 meters to go. So he would have run the first 500 meters, three wide, no cover. He finally got uh, a bit of cover coming around the turn on the back of the horse that ended up running second, stay focused. Now, into the straight, he went out into the better lanes of the day, lanes three and four, and uh, look, he just put his foot down and went straight past them. Now, the $2.20 favorite, Octane, um, what's today? Today's Monday at, uh, it's currently 7 p.m. Apparently, Mark Zara is still waiting for, uh, oh, sorry, not Mark Zara, Blake Shin is currently still waiting for a gap to open up <laughs> for uh, for the $2.30 uh, favourite. See where that joke was going already? <laughs> still racing around the track, I was expecting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, bodyguard, guys, he went straight past him. He looks very, very smart. Uh, had a couple of gears up his sleeve too, I think. He had a couple of whips around the backside and then hands and heels the last 150. So impressive. Um, then we had the um, the Phillies Prelude, which was won by Hayasugi, trained by Clinton McDonald, ridden by Jay Carr. Um, look, the bar. all I can say, once again, uh, the superior ground all day from lanes three, four, and five. She came right down the outside there. Uh, one in a very close head bubber to the other filly called Koreanagi. So a couple of, what would you say, Japanese names there? Oh, yeah, Possibly pretty much. Korean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hayasugi and Korean. Yeah, Hayasugi definitely sounds Japanese. Yep, and Koreanagi. Yeah, definitely could be. Now, um, look, I, I, I'm still yet to see anything from the fillies at the moment that uh, impress me like the Colts have, um, heading towards the Blue Diamond in a fortnight's time. Um. From from these races, from the Melbourne races, from Sydney, Lady of Camelot from last weekend looks like it's uh, 
her race, the race at her mercy, but we'll see from there. Uh, boys, anyone catch Fully Lit's win in the English Millennium on Saturday? I think this must have been where I'm starting to get drunk. Cause we well, started to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it all blends in here. Yeah, we got absolutely yeah. well, actually, to be we fair, got you guys, on Saturday. You guys <laughs> stopped replying around this stage. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Well, look, fully fully lit, one three wide. The English we were fully lit, James. <laughs> All right, guys. So in classic Gay and Adrian fashion, uh, fully lit misses the start actually by about half a length. Um, I, I thought my money was confetti then and there. I thought I was done for. Um, but when it when it's it's run obviously three wide, twelve hundred meters or eleven hundred meters, sorry, around the bend. Um, I thought there's no chance. But then, uh, Regan Baylor starts asking for an effort. And everything on its inside, the two horses on its inside, the two horses on its outside, they're all being asked as well. And Fully Lit is somehow pulling away from them after running three wide the whole way. Uh, he ends up winning by about two lengths. And Jeez. look, it was absolutely fantastic. A great performance. But um, what I want to take out of that race as well is when we're done here, guys, before I bail, we'll quickly watch this, this race. Rag Queen was last on the turn. Now. You need to black book this for when she gets to a race from 1,400 metres plus because her finish is electric. Yep. But if you guys are paying attention, watch the English Millennium. Look for Rag Queen, who eventually came third, and watch her finish at the end. It's fantastic. Um, next race, guys, we had the Eskimo Prince Stakes, which is won by the Bjorn Baker-trained Cabalas. Um, Bjorn Baker picked up this horse after Chris Waller. Uh, it was sold under Chris Waller's uh, tutelage uh, recently. It was stuck three wide the trip, but it was in a slow race, but his turn of foot was fantastic to win there. So uh, Cabalas has now two wins on the trot this prep, and it's interesting to see where he goes from here, possibly to a Canterbury Stakes. Uh, another one I want to bring up from that race as well, uh, Godolphin trained Tom Kitten. So Tom Kitten, not a sprinter by any means. Anything a mile plus is what you want to look for. Now, only the last of probably 50 to 85 metres, but he was warming up big time. He was hitting the line strong. And I think either the Randwick or Rose Hill Guineas uh, will be a massive, massive race for him to win in this uh, in this autumn carnival. Lastly, we'll look at the Black Caviar Lightning this weekend. I just want to throw out some names that are going to be running in this. Um, it's a small but very elite field. I've only missed two or three horses from here. These are the ones that jumped off the page at me. So we've got Imperatriz is back, the star uh, New Zealand mayor. We've got Private Eye, multiple group one winner. Cylinder for the Godolphin Yard. Espiona from the Chris Waller Yard. We've got Bella Nipotina. And then we've got uh, potential superstar three-year-old, I Am Unstoppable. So mm. this Saturday at Flemington down the straight, the straight five furlongs is going to be mouth-watering. Looking forward to that. Yeah. To see if Imperatriz can keep its... Uh form it had had before the the break yeah well mate it had she had a horrible trial last week yeah. where people were, were were just going this the people are saying this weekend it's a sit and watch race yeah because she i mean she could come out and blow them away yeah but the mate the way she trialed i am unstoppable went past her like she was stuck to the post wow yeah. seriously and bella nipotina just led the whole way imperatives was getting asked and i kid you not i am unstoppable just went see you later so very Ooh. interesting to watch this so maybe a bit of a Bet on I am unstoppable for the punters, maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's horse racing for this weekend, gentlemen. Beautiful. Oh, Love your work. Dan's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, Lucas. Uh, looking forward to that race the most, the Black Caviar. Oh, yeah.
That's juicy. And speaking of juicy, uh, the Couch Commentator's best bets. Um, assuming none of us have our bets, so we'll cross over to Lucas for his top tip. G'day, guys. Lucas from the Couch Commentator's podcast here, coming at you with my best bet of the weekend. This weekend, we're going to go to Flemington. We're going to the CSA Stakes, where the three-year-olds do battle each year. We've seen some great stouches there between the likes of Alligator Blood and Catalyst a few years ago. I'm hoping for one this weekend as well. Guys, I am looking at King Colorado, which is race seven, number two at Flemington. He came back a few weeks ago over 1,200 metres and absolutely stormed home to come second. But that's the type of run you want to see from a horse second up at 1,400 metres. I think he may be too good at the $3 mark. It looks like he's come back in great fashion. Like I said, second up, 1,400 metres. Um, Kieran Ma will have him wound up for this one, guys, and I do expect a good performance. The one I am worried about in that race is Tannhauser at about $19.440 the place. But once again, I am a bit confident here, guys. I will go King Colorado, race seven, number two in the CSA stakes. Gamble responsibly. Bang. <laughs> Guaranteed Bang. money. It's back this week, boys. 100%. 100%. Now we'll go to Dan for his decision. All right, guys. This week's Dan's decision is Randwick Race 7, number 10, Militarize. It's up against Fangirl and Think It Over, but I reckon it can just edge him over and get the win, get the W, get the first win on the board for Dan, and, yeah, happy punting and gamble responsibly. Look, it's not guaranteed money, but you could win a couple dollars from it. I don't it. think you've ever guaranteed us money, Dan, but look, this one might be the one. Except for when I picked Penrith for the grand final. Yeah. yeah. yeah Are you picking the, about uh... the 60 minutes, it looked a bit shaky, but yeah. You're picking the All-Stars match? <laughs> no, I said Maybe. until yeah. round one comes that okay, I'll be on the horse okay. racing. Now uh, we go to Jim for his jam. Stop, hunters. Uh, this week's Jim's jam. Uh, we're getting a bit desperate. We really need a win. Get, get off to a start. So we're going to Flemington race nine, number 12, Jimmy Star, uh, very short favorite, paying $1.50 currently. But um, as I said, this is desperate stakes. We just want to get a winner here and uh, get the season started. Yeah, look, I was surprised I went to the All-Stars match, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a fucking bet. Now, Leachy's Lock. All right, punters, Leachy's Lock. This week, we're going to Flemington race four, number four. Who... Dares. Jai McNeil on board. It has had two seconds in a row, but the horse that came second to, not racing. So we are the favourite at $4.50, I believe. Easy, buddy. I'm going back to back. Let's go. Let's go, Jibrava. Back to back. Ooh, back to back, back baby. To back. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Lock it in. I can't believe I went in Peritrin. <laughs> Watch me actually do it again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But, uh, now the Couch Commentators horse racing multi will be on the Instagram as always. Check that. Check all our social medias. Like, comment, subscribe. Follow us. Buy the hat. And, oh, mate, I can't wait for, wait for some good rugby league. We'll see you rugby league. next week. See you soon. Bye.